Welcome to Healing from the Chair, where we take the healing element of a salon experience and we convert that into podcast form, allowing us to continue to grow, continue to introduce conversations that are needed in our community. Today's episode is titled Silent Strength. It was inspired by a post that I saw from Tia Maury, where she described the strength of an elephant as silent strength. She says, we are aware of their strength, yet they possess it in a way that is subtle and silent. And so we'll be discussing different forms of strength, our perception of what strength is, and the process of learning new forms of strength as we grow. And today I will be talking with my husband, my safe space, my best friend, and the love of my life. You are my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I can't sing, y'all, but if you know me, you know I'm a huge Erica Badu fan. And fun fact, we actually played that song at our wedding after we said I do. One of many songs. Shout out to the DJ for adjusting to my um you know sporadic inspiration to add that to the queue um so my first question is what is strength to you so strength to me is like divided into like i don't know i feel like it's divided into two categories like you know i feel like there's the strength of will and there's like you know emotional strength and like what i mean by like strength of will is like you know, an example would be like your willingness to keep going when you come against adversity mm-hmm. or something to that nature. You know, you how well like you're going to keep going if something opposes you, mm-hmm. you know, um, are you going to keep going or are you going to stop or are you going to try to figure something out? Or are you going to sit for a minute? Like, you know, I feel like all that plays a part. And of course, emotional strength, you know, um, when you take when you come across something and it affects you how like how do you hold it like you know are you going to be able to get over this hump or you're going to have to break down or, and like cry about it you know but not, in neg- <laughs> but not in a negative sense but yeah you know are you going to like complain about it are you going to cry about it are you going to you know be strong like you know you're going to mm-hmm. hold your ground and keep moving forward is this going to stop you from progressing mm-hmm Yeah, I think um, emotional intelligence is kind of the direction you were going in. I believe emotional intelligence is definitely a form of strength. Um, And I'm learning more and more of that as I get older. But um, what strength is to me is your ability to endure. Um, That's I think that's the core of where strength is to me as well, the ability to endure. Um, Because many people have, um, we're talking about silent strength. Many people have silent strengths, silent battles. You know, Mm -hmm. there's people, you know, we look in media and we see these sudden moments where someone allowed their silent battle to become a public conversation because now, it's televised that they have ended their life. You Isn't know? that crazy? Like how like we went from a time where it's like you can keep everything to yourself and mm-hmm. nobody would know to like now everybody knows everything you do. 
Even everything about you. <laughs> but aside from that, um, which is why mental health is very important, people have silent battles. And I wouldn't say that that uh, equates to silent strength um, because in many cases you do need to be vocal so you can get the help that you need. But there are many people experiencing silent battles and sometimes the strength is silent as well. But I, I believe from where Tiamari was coming from is silent strength being more so um, strength that isn't loud, um, strength that isn't um, proud and like in your face, but um, like an elephant possesses a form of strength that we can all visibly see. Mm-hmm. They visibly appear very strong. You wouldn't want to like lay under an elephant, you know, and put, you know, like put yourself in a position where an elephant could step on you. You know, you're going to be crushed. You you can see their strength very uh, clearly, but they aren't lions. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting because what I like to think about is like when she mentions that silent strength, I kind of think of like, you know, elders in the family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the energy and the strength that your mom has versus the strength that your grandmother would have. Right. You know, like we all know grandmothers hold that, that power, like, you know, um, and that usually comes with like from wisdom over mm-hmm. the years, you know, that let's, that builds a confidence in them, mm-hmm. you know, that it doesn't have to be confrontational. It doesn't have to be like, you know, pressing. It could be very subtle to get their point across. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of energies that grandmothers have, but at the same time, very loving and very patient. Mm-hmm. That may be, it could be tied to their spirituality. It could be t- tied to their knowingness of like, you know, I've been there, done that. You hear elders say that already. You know, like yeah. they've had those seasons already. They know how those seasons end. They know what's to come because they've experienced enough life to know the cycles. Yeah, and they can just give you the gems that you need to continue on. Right. So um, I love that you went there because my next question was, how was strength? Uh, how was strength represented? in your childhood. And um, for me, strength was represented from endurance. You know, um, the endurance came from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I I saw her raise, not only did she raise my, my mother, but I saw her raise the next generation. Mm-hmm. I saw her be a mother when there were absent mothers in the family. I saw her um and from my perspective she never complained about it she just provided um and i always wanted to embody that i always wanted to be able to uh take care of my family in that way um without uh, having uh, like a without complaining you know mm-hmm. um and and I see, you know, women of color constantly take on new roles and sometimes uh, the roles of our absent members in the family. Um, and a lot of times the elders, you don't typically hear them complaining. They're just getting stuff done. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, for me, a lot of strength came from, it's funny that I was bringing up my grandmother earlier. Um, I'm about to bring her up again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she definitely showed a level of strength to me. Like, you know, I had some pretty traumatic things happen in my family. Like, you know, my father passing mm-hmm. and, you know, at the time, my grandmother, I know that's something that completely like broke her, mm-hmm. you know, and she lost her son. Yeah, she lost her son. So which I completely understand now. Like I, I couldn't even imagine like, you know, losing Kurt. Yeah. But um, yeah, I never seen her like fully break down, you know, yeah. like she had a family that she still had to support. You know, she still had my auntie or her daughter and her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, she still had to you know, maintain a certain level of strength to to get her through day to day. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure she was in a place of a depressive state, you mm-hmm. know, I would have been in, but, you know, I'd never really seen that. You know, we talked about it mm-hmm. numerous times, you know, how she felt during that period. And I just didn't see that, you know what I'm saying? And I, I just know that takes an amazing individual, an amazing, like strong person to, to deal with something like that, to go through something like that and to still be able to, you know, have to support your husband and like right. I said, take care of your family. Um, I've seen that a lot. Even the men in my family too, like when I see them come across like diversity or, uh, you know, issues or problem problems, they, they still have to pick themselves up and continue to literally go to work. You know, they're, they have to bring home that money. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they have to, they can't really take too much time off. And, you know, I know that's very like neglectful, but at the same time, it is strength to be able to like have to put your feelings to the side and, you know, do what you have to do mm-hmm. to take care of your, your own. It's like, um, almost like it's in our community is it's common, but it's like, strength that comes from your circumstance you know mm-hmm. um like you said neglectful it is almost like well we, we know men don't get grieve we don't get men don't get time to like grieve or they don't have you know just now recently have we explored the idea of actually being a little softer with men than we have in the past giving yeah. them a little more grace you know yeah. um and this uh you saying that story um you know expressing your childhood and ways that you saw outward when you saw your grandmother who lost your father but her son and the way she navigated through that oftentimes when it comes to silent strength you saw her in a a strong position physically because her encounters with you she never showed her emotion right towards it but it's the silent it's like the silence at night that brings it out those intimate moments with god when you're just praying you know um i've seen i haven't experienced firsthand in the way that you have but i've known people i knew um i had a, a friend once who had experienced um cancer and she mm-hmm. had uh, kids. Yeah. 
And at the time when I met her, she had already experienced it and she was sharing this story with me. And I was just like, I wanted to cry just her expressing it, but she had normalized it so much, but I'm like bawling. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me that her kids never knew that she, I couldn't imagine hiding cancer. Man. Her kids never knew and the ways that she showed strength, but it was out of obligation of their experience with her. And I think maybe your grandmother had a similar um, devotion to your, she knows, she, and I'm sure she knew you were going through enough. She probably didn't want to add anything to that. And if I break down in front of you, you may be weaker and break down too. And we can't both be weakened by the situation we have to move forward right Mm -hmm. um for my friend when she would be ill and had to you know um literally be weakened couldn't hold down food like going through the emotion the not just emotions but the motions of like how the heck can you hide cancer Yeah. yeah and she survived it and that's why the story is just so amazing to me that she survived it but the fact that she made sure like there's a when you have will like when you have the will to do something yeah and that's that that will strength i was talking about i uh, i actually have seen uh clients that had cancer mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> even though their doctors said that they can still get massage so it's that's kind of like a controversial topic but that's neither here nor there but um <laughs> Yeah, I've seen clients come in, they have cancer, and they, they're getting their regular massages or the mm-hmm. regular service, and they're just trying to do whatever they can to keep their body up. And it's it's a hard, it's definitely a hard topic to know that your body is failing itself, and you're willingly trying to do whatever it, you can to keep up the best parts of your health. The best parts, and, and to express the best parts of you. To your loved ones because you don't want them to experience you in this other state. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a mother now and I understand the importance of upholding my son's experience with me. But I can't say for sure that I have the strength, that I've acquired enough strength to completely kind of leave them in the dark when it comes to that. Yeah. Something that big. Yeah. So my next question is, do you find strength and vulnerability um that's kind of a i'm not gonna say it's a weird question but i'm honestly not that vulnerable mm-hmm. i'm gonna just be completely honest I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> again like you know i said earlier like you know the men kind of like they may neglect themselves i feel like emotionally i do neglect myself too sometimes i'm gonna mm-hmm. be completely honest i don't really open up too much um, and it's not by like, it's a weird thing for me because I don't do it intentionally. Like, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to keep this to myself. I don't want right. nobody to know how I feel. It's just You're like, not secretive. it's just in my mind. It's like, yep. Yeah, so this is happening. Yeah. Let's see how I can uh, <laughs> figure this out. Or let me see if I like how to get through this. Mm-hmm. So, like, let me figure it out myself. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe many uh, men have a similar experience with vulnerability and processing emotions and processing experiences. Um, You know, the salon opened the door for me to get a different perspective, a male perspective, 
of like one understanding that everybody goes through things and everybody has, you know, not just traumas, but like everybody has um, a hard time processing things or you know Mm -hmm. it's not just women that experience things and need a shoulder to cry on men also um need shoulder to cry on and a part of me asking that question is because um i also wanted to know how important it is for you to have a safe space to be a vulnerable to be vulnerable as a man because the salon serves um as a safe space for many of my male clients and you know, we not just sell. We don't just celebrate like, you know, achievements and things like that. We also celebrate overcoming, you know, life experiences, yeah, um, rebuilding relationships mm-hmm. with girlfriends and wives. Like, you know, I'm able to tell them a perspective, a woman's perspective, without being biased. You know, because um, I don't require. I'm not. I'm your stylist. I'm not. Yeah your girlfriend or your wife and I don't um I'm in a position where I'm very respectful I'm not one of those stylists who are looking to insert myself in a in a way that's disrespectful you know it's interesting you said that because right. you know the first thing I think about like you know sometimes like you know when again I'm a massage therapist mm-hmm. and when I worked at spas like you know we would trade and stuff like that so I can kind of relate um <clears throat> it is we do need a safe space um, just to know that if we do run across, I know I said it's kind of hard for me to kind of like be vulnerable, mm-hmm. but when we do hit a wall where we're like, I really need to get this out. Right. And it is nice to visit someone that's going to give their perspective and their input, but with a little hint of a soft touch and it can actually guide you to your emotions, if that makes sense. I mean, I, at least that's what the women in my life kind of do. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a guidance to like, how are you really feeling? Like, you know, it's kind of, oh, I bet you you feel like this or, you know, I bet you you feel like that. And it's kind of like, well, no. And then it kind of gives you space to navigate your emotions. It's kind of funny because when I'm hanging out with my guy friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we just want to make sure that you're good. Like, you know what I mean? What's good? Like, you know, we want to make sure that your mental state is is okay. And if you want to talk about it, you know, you definitely can talk about it here. That's kind of the energy that, like, guys kind of have with each other. Yeah. Like, you're not compromised. As long as you're, you're not, not compromised, yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah, you're not compromised. Like, you know, you, and we'll do it, like, in an aggressive tone. <laughs> but not aggressive, like, angry or anything Assertive. like that. But just kind of like, like, hey, man, you good? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about it? <laughs> Like, you can definitely talk about it if you want to. Like, you know, get it off your chest, man. You know, mm-hmm. don't hold it in. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of makes you be like, you know, nah. Like, you know, I'm straight. Like, I'm not, like, going to jump off a cliff or anything like right, that. Right, right. But, you know, with one, it's kind of like a subtle, like, you know, so what's going on with this? Like, it's very casual. particular, very casual, very soft. And it kind of leaves that door open for that that conversation at least that's kind of how i feel about it yeah i think you don't have to be cool with us (laughs) like we kind of take away you know and i i understand that that's not the experience at every salon Mm -hmm. um but it's the experience at my salon you know i i try to pull back that layer where it's like you don't have to be cool here you know Mm -hmm. like i've worked in this industry long enough to know that my role is bigger than hair Mm-hmm. That a lot of times I've witnessed myself that that salon visit saved a life. Mm-hmm. And so it's I, I do think it's my responsibility to check on my people. 
you know? Yeah. Um, especially I can see I, I can see when you've shifted, when you've changed, your body language has changed. When I walk when my client walks through that door, the first thing I ask them is, How's your morning? Because I don't know if anybody asks you that today. But every time, no matter how I'm feeling or what I'm going through, I'm going to say, how's your morning? And then we walk to the salon. And on that walk, you kind of like, ah, yeah. You piecing it together. See, that's that subtle (laughs) subtle details I was talking about. Like, you know, it leaves that door open to be like, Man, how is my morning going, man? You know what? It's actually not going that good, man. Mm -hmm. And then all these emotions kind of start pouring out. Like, you know, this is why my morning is going terrible. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Paris, can you believe that this happened to me? Yeah, you release it. You release (laughs) it. it. I've seen it happen in your spot. It's it's really interesting. And then it's funny because after the shampoo, based on, and I'm going to just give this little jewel away. (laughs) <laughs> if you're my client you're watching i'm sorry i didn't mean to trick you but um you know based on how they tell me their morning is going like you know sometimes i'm at the shampoo bowl and sometimes i'm praying you know sometimes i'm trying to see if if there can be a higher power to release what they're going through i don't desire to take the mess that you're going through and make it my own. I do desire to help you release it though, you know? And maybe you get, maybe it's through the scalp massage. Maybe you think it's the shampoo, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that stylists have a responsibility to um, take care of our people in that way, especially if that's kind of like your natural gift. I think that's a part of who I am naturally. Um, and so why not allow that gift to be used in a positive way, you know? Yeah. You know, you mentioned that, you know, the scalp, the scalp uh, massage when you're like, you know, washing hair. But let me tell you, man, when it comes to being physically relaxed mm-hmm. and then you're mentally relaxed, mm-hmm. you don't know where you're going to go like, emotionally. <laughs> I've seen it happen. I've I've opened doors with clients who was telling me all types of things about like, you know, things that's going on in their life. And mm-hmm. like, and I always wonder to myself, like, I'm usually pretty quiet in my sessions. Like I don't, but you've helped like, them ask. to release. They, yeah. They're like, they're, their bodies are relaxed and mm-hmm. you know, they feel like they're in a safe space. And then the emotion just tends to pour out, you know, and that can come in many different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to add to that because, um, I've even gotten massages from you and literally cried. And I know you told me like, oh, that's normal. Like I, I have clients that will cry in session and that kind of goes back to those silent battles. You know, yeah. I know to be strong, but I try to, um, not always show forms of weakness. And I, and and vulnerability is not a form of weakness. It's something that I'm learning to break as an inner thought of like when you cry it, it, with vulnerability is just not my strong suit, you know, mm-hmm. like meaning like I'm uh, I will show vulnerability, but I'm also uncomfortable in it. And I'm trying to the older I get, I'm trying to be more comfortable with vulnerability because that's a level of strength that we don't really celebrate, you yeah. know. Um, but I know that in your sessions, when clients, when they cry, 
I wanted to tie that back into how, okay, yes, in my sessions, people are typically more uh, vocal. And when they're going through things, we discuss it, we talk about it, we talk it out. In your sessions, it can literally be a full silent session from start to finish. And you're still impacting your client in a very positive way through your energy. You have a very calming energy, um, especially yeah. in session, right? Yeah. There's people that they may be vo uh, vocal. They may just start to pour out their whole life story to you. And you've said nothing because you embodied what a safe space is in that, in that place. But also you through your um, expertise, through your, your motion, through that massage, you're helping someone to release what they're sometimes you walk into a session your body's tight and tense you know yeah. um you're holding something you don't know how to release it and you don't you don't expect to release it in that session and it may come out through tears or you know yeah because you know um not to get too into the science of massage but i'll just kind of go over it really quickly like you know when you get a massage, your body is literally releasing endorphins and hormones into your body that they're supposed to make you feel good, you know? And if you're literally coming in with a tense body and a tense mind, you know, that gets released. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's so potent or powerful that you feel like you have to say something or release it emotionally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have had people cry on the table. I have had people like just release their anger tell me their frustrations i've mm -hmm. had people like you know get through things they tell me like oh it's like i'm in a meditative state and like you know my mind is clear and because of that clearness they're able to get through or, or navigate through the problems or anything that they're having so i've been told that a lot and again i really don't i'm usually a quiet therapist mm -hmm. i try to like you know, really focus on what I'm doing. And I, that, I guess that really helps people. No, it really does. And I'm speaking from the perspective of not just your wife, but someone who's experienced crying on the table. I didn't even know that was about to happen. Like, <laughs> I thought I was yeah, straight. That's a, that's a thing, man. It happens. Yeah, yeah, I thought I was straight. I thought I was, you know, I walked in like, yeah, my husband's just going to I'm get, his, get this massage and go about my day. And I hadn't realized I was holding a lot of stress at that time. And it just, and it was also the ambiance. I mean, the music, because listen, get you a, a a therapist of color that's going to play some, some neo soul <laughs> in there, some, some uh, lo-fi beats that got a little soul to them because it hit different. <laughs> it ain't that elevator music in your session. I mean, that's if you like music, it, I love yeah. it, but it, look, it ain't that elevator music. You know, you might, you're going to smell some chocolate, some coffee, some girl, by the time you start yeah, the it's session, a it's definitely a vibe. you feel like you did, you have to just release, you know? So I, and I'm speaking, this is from a client's perspective, <laughs> like, like it's a vibe and I, I'm happy that I get to have that space too. Like when I get a massage, that macchiato massage it, I, I would say that it's probably a similar experience to what my clients get to experience at the bowl. All in all, I just want to say, um, you know, especially coming from a man's perspective and like a science perspective, you know, the things that I've learned, you know, your body doesn't want to hold tension in. Mm -hmm. It tries to find 
ways to release it. And, you know, people usually kind of dive into different things to help them cope with what they're dealing with. Um, it is very important to try to find a safe space or have that person that you can go to and open up to, to release the things that's like uh, really bothering you or pressing your mental, because that can literally affect your physical body. Yeah, your you physical literally health. can get sick. You'll have aches and pains and you know, the list goes on with that. So it is just definitely very important to, any little thing that they may conflict your mind, it is best to try to release it and let it out. Yeah, um, that's that's so important. And that's the best way to um, end the episode is to just remind you guys to find your safe space, whether you found that safe space at True Dream Locks, whether you book your massage with Macchiato Massage and bring the safe space to you. Do what you got to do. You know, read a book that's going to be that safe space. Book therapy sessions if you have the means to. Um, however you can to make sure that not you're not in survival mode, but you're in a, a place where you can release and continue to live in good health. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, go ahead and chime into the conversation if there's any points that we made that you want to uh, express your uh feelings and emotions towards if yeah, you've had yeah um this conversation can expand for days i think it was very rich you guys and i really can't wait to hear your perspective on the conversation that we had today all in all i just want to say um you know, especially coming from a man's perspective and like a science perspective, you know, the things that I've learned, you know, your body doesn't want to hold tension in. Mm -hmm. It tries to find ways to release it. And, you know, people usually kind of dive into different things to help them cope with what they're dealing with. Um, it is very important to try to find a safe space or have that person that you can go to and open up to to release the things that's like uh, really bothering you or pressing your mental because that can literally affect your physical body. Yeah, your physical you literally health. can get sick. You'll have aches and pains, and you know the list goes on with that. So it is just definitely very important to any little thing that that may conflict your mind. It is best to try to release it and let it out. Yeah, um, that's that's so important and that's the best way to um end the episode is to just remind you guys to find your safe space whether you found that safe space at true dream locks whether you book your massage with macchiato massage and bring the safe space to you um bring that place where you can release um by booking your appointment do what you got to do. You know, read a book that's going to be that safe space. Book therapy sessions if you have the means to. Um, however you can to make sure that not you're not in survival mode, but you're in a, a place where you can release and continue to live in good health. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, go ahead and chime into the conversation if there's any points that we made that you want to uh, express your uh feelings and emotions towards if yeah, you've had 
yeah um this conversation can expand for days i think it was very rich you guys and i really can't wait to hear your perspective on the conversation that we had today thanks for tuning in this has been healing from the chair all right y'all bye